This is the American Dream, Dustin Rhodes, son of a plumber, daddy, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. BCP guys, I'm so excited for this one. This is an all-star stellar panel right now. I, I've got people from all over the country. I have award winners here. I'm super excited for this one. And this is going to be a card that looks pretty solid. We kind of have a free pay-per-view going into Wednesday night on AEW. But before we get down to business, let's introduce this stellar panel. First, please welcome to the show the host of the All Elite Podcast, the Heartbreak Chick, known for her infamous hashtag list of husbands please welcome to the show the queen of the indies miss tiffany what's up tiffany how are you i'm good thank you so much with my million names and stuff but thank you i'm excited to be here today thank you oh it's an honor to have you on and real quick who's number one on on your list of husbands right now anthony gangone (laughs) and another day on the show this is a guy who i think is going to be calling matches on your tv very very soon you know him from the closed fist podcast and also contributor for Backyard Pro, please welcome to the show, making his debut, Mr. Big Sean Kramars. What's up, Sean? How are you, man? I'm great, man. The honor is all mine, and the pleasure is all mine. Uh, I really appreciate what you do on the Bob Carson Podcast, and I'm uh, absolutely excited to be a part of this thing. Uh, I want to thank you for having me on, man. Dude, it's, it's long overdue. You know, don't forget us when you're big time, all right? And, oh, uh... come on, come on. You are too <laughs> kind, my friend. <laughs> oh, speaking of big time, ladies and gentlemen, we have a surprise entrant. To the panel today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show. You guys know him from Spectrum Sports 360, a reporter on that show, and the host of the Living the Gimmick podcast, making his long-awaited return to the show, the Emmy Award winning Mr. John Alba. What's up, bro? Man, you hit all the all the different uh, pools that my toes are dipped in there, Rob. Appreciate that. It's uh, been a little hectic lately, to say the least, but we are here. We are happy. We're talking wrestling, and that's never a bad thing. I love it, man. And, and, you know, talk about hashtag goals. This is a Jersey guy. Moved down to Florida. He's living the dream. He's killing it right now. He's got one Emmy. I think he's got three more coming. He's one <laughs> step closer to e So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, but, John, you know, we kind of talk about what's going on in the world right now, this crazy world of wrestling. Uh, you know, we say it's not a competition. We have this AEW versus WWE thing going on, you know, not just in the ratings, but the way they're kind of handling this whole COVID situation. Um, you know, I hate the fact that we're seeing names like Renee Young and Caleb Braxton um, getting sick amongst who we don't even know. You know, I try to keep it very positive here. 
Um, but we, we've gotten very real on this show in the past couple of months. And I know you've been covering this. Kind of your thoughts on that whole situation, John. It's unfortunate, but this is what happens when pro wrestling is classified as an essential business at a global pandemic. You know, you're going to have situations like this. And there have been companies who have handled it as well as they can. There have been companies that haven't done it so well. The reality is, though, in my opinion, my honest opinion, pro wrestling probably doesn't need to be running right now until there's a way to safely do it where people aren't put in these situations. But if it's going to, then the reality is you just have to take the necessary precautions. The situation at the WWE Performance Center, not good right now. Uh, and hopefully as they start to improve their testing situation, they'll be able to cut down on these instances. But uh, fingers crossed, because right now the health of everyone involved should be at the forefront. Very well said. And that's a powerful statement from a guy who loves wrestling so much saying that there shouldn't be wrestling right now. I think that speaks volumes, man. You know, everyone, please take care of each other. Stay healthy. That's what's most important. You know, the, the quicker we get past this thing, you know, the more everyone stays healthy, the quicker we get back to the those arenas where we can be in them again. And we hear that first bell ring. You know, we see that first one, two, three. And I can't wait. Uh, but now on a more positive note, let's let's get to the match. AEW, who's been really knocking it out of the park, not only taking care of their employees, in my personal opinion, but more so making it feel like a, an arena show, you know, using, you know, my good friend Serpentico, you know, so much shameless plug. That's my guy. But um, all, all the indie guys on the outside incorporating it incorporating a lot of the indie guys into the show. Um, I always say this about the Performance Center. I feel like there's four walls there in WWE, whereas in AEW, it feels like you're outside the pyro. I think they're doing a great job. I'm excited for this pay-per-view. As Sean, you kind of said, it was kind of a dirty move with that Great American Bash um, kind of competition coming up on Wednesday where they're kind of just promoting it on social media more so as a show, so the build's not there. But this is the world we live in. Let's start with the first match. We always do ladies first here on the DCP, and this is for the AEW Women's Championship. We have Sheeta versus a longtime favorite of mine, Miss Penelope Ford. We'll throw it over to Sean first. Sean, what do you think about this match, and who is coming out with the AW Women's Championship? Yeah, it's, it's a tough call, I mean, in my opinion. Uh, most recently, I've been extremely impressed with the work of Penelope Ford. Uh, she has uh, really come into her own, and kind of, uh, she jumps off the screen. Like, when she's, when she's performing, you can tell that everybody out in the television world has to have their eye on her. And that's an it factor that goes so far when it comes to trying to make progress in the world of wrestling that I, I think the iron is really hot with her right now. Uh, I'd like to see her come out on top. I'm just not so sure that's going to be the actual solution. Let's show it over to Miss Tiffany. Your thoughts on this match? It would be way too quick for the belt to fall off Sheeter here. Now, Penelope Ford is no one's of her, and she is a contender for this. So she has actually, like, since COVID – that we have seen so much more of her. So somebody who who's not familiar with her, um, you're getting to see her stuff. So I'm glad that we're seeing more of her. But she's not, uh, she doesn't scream champ me yet. And the belt needs to mean something. And if you keep flipping belts that quick, it's not going to mean anything. So she is definitely retaining here. Oh, definite. From Tiffany. John, your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I think Tiffany brings up a good point in the sense that there is – there has to be credibility to the championship and Hikaru Shida winning the championship at double or nothing in the manner in which she did the proof that she's the warrior. She's willing to go to whatever she needs to in order to retain. Uh, it lends, lends credence to the idea that she retains here. Penelope Ford being given a chance to showcase her skill. She is as 
she is athletic, as everyone has mentioned. And she's kind of lived in the shadow, first of Joey Janela, now Kip Sabian. Now this is her chance to uh, be accentuated and figure out what her positives are. The reality is they're building towards a Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker match for later this summer, and that is the money match. That's what you want to get to. And truthfully, I, I think you just have to find ways to keep it interesting for Hikaru Shida to get to that point. So I think that's where Penelope Ford falls in. If you, you get a great match out of it, then great. Then you've got someone else who has credibility. Very well said. I think you hit it right on the head with that Britt Baker Sheeta match. I'm going to have to go with uh, Britt, or I have to go with Sheeta as well on this one to retain. And I love Sheeta as a champion. Uh, very strong women's division. Uh, I could talk about Chris Statlander all day. You know, hope to get well soon. I could talk about Abaddon all day long. I, I thought she had a phenomenal debut. So it's very exciting. Uh, I can't wait to see. Don't coming. leave out Big Swole. <laughs> Not leave oh, out yeah. My girl. <laughs> She's the bomb. Oh, oh, She's my favorite, I think. So much energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and she's killing it right now with everything she's doing on TV. Um, By the way, I thought maybe Britt being in that, that plexiglass was kind of a shot at WWE. I was kind of reading between the lines there, but that's just my mindset. On that. Um, Real quick, let's so talk about... She just wants to make sure she doesn't end up in a dumpster, man. <laughs> there you go. Again, right? <laughs> You're not wrong, man. Now, let's talk about Private Party versus uh, Santana Ortiz, former LAX, with Matt Hart in the corner of Private Party. I'm all about that. I will throw it back to John. What you got? I'm doing the best thing for you. They're telling a really interesting story with Matt Hardy and Santana and Ortiz right now um, because Matt Hardy is kind of trying to poach Sammy Guevara. So having him intertwined with the inner circle is something that I, I think is fun to watch. Obviously, with Sammy Guevara on suspension right now, it's kind of hard to tell that story, so you have to call a little bit of an audible. Uh, I do like him as the mentor figure for Private Party. It's a little different, and if we are supposed to see him as credible, this should be a match where he gives that veteran advice or, or maybe even a veteran hand to Private Party, a team that could really use a win because, quite frankly, uh, as much as I love them as a team, I haven't been very impressed by them in the past month and a half, two months since they made their return to AEW television after a little bit of a layoff. I think this is something where we talk about credibility. They could really use that, and that's why I'm going with them here. Oh, you might be swaying me already. I'm a big private party guy. I've seen Mark Quinn uh, on the Indies fight mm -hmm. a match, have shades on the whole time without losing them, doing the flips and everything, man. So they're awesome, man. But you're not wrong. I do think they're they're overdue for a win. Uh, you might sway me on this. Let's throw it to Tiffany. What do you have over there? <laughs> this is a bad match to ask me this because of the fact that I'm biased as hell when it comes to the private party because I personally know them. So this is every time, like, when private comes up i'm gonna fight everybody like goes against privacy it's just how it is with me and and Santana and ortiz again like i mean i lived in house of glory all the time so these guys always like i, I between both of them like this is my heart right here new york right here it's like give it to me give it to me give it to me um and again, like I said, I'm very biased. This is bad to ask me because I'm always, no matter what, at the end of the day, I'm always going to go with private party. I'm just going to go with it. They need this win. I absolutely adore them. I follow them so much. I've seen even Quinn, you know, in the indie scene team up with people. I've seen them as a single run. Like, I just love these guys so much. But um, with the fact that Matt Hardy is there, it's a personal favorite of theirs that they just mark out so much with Matt Hardy as well. So with 
him being there, that's going to kind of boost up private party as more. And Ortiz and Santana are also like the perfect people to like put them over as well. So private party. (laughs) Special place in your heart for them. I can tell. I'm a big fan. I don't want to get beat up by Tiffany. So I am going to pick private party as well before I throw (laughs) it to the big Sean. But uh, yeah, I don't want to get beat up. And I'm a big fan, and I think they are overdue for this win. I think you guys are knocking it out of the park. That's why you're here. Big Sean, what do you got for me? Um, I'm going to be probably the um, the lone dissenter on this one. Uh, one thing that AEW has done since their inception uh, is there, there's never a really quick burn story or situation. There's always a lot of layers and depth that go into everything that they're doing. Uh, and I think this situation right here is a prime example of what's going to take place. Uh, Matt Hardy is supposed to serve as this mentor role for them to form the Hardy Party, as we've seen. Uh, the way to do that is he's got to teach them and guide them through tough times. And uh, what better way to do that than to have a summer loss to Santana and Ortiz here? And Santana and Ortiz need a win in the worst way as well. Yeah, I think that's very well said. That, I, that's where I was going originally, Sean. Uh, I think the inner circle is on, on a bit of a, a little bit of background noise here. I think the inner the circle is on a little bit. The queen isn't going to yeah. beat me up yeah. over this because who wants to hit this pretty face? There you go. Uh-oh. It's happening. Oh and listen, there's definitely credence to the idea that the inner circle needs a win right now. And, and I totally understand that because they've been a bit of uh, goobers in the past uh, couple of months, more or less, especially after what we saw Stadium Stampede. But I just there's something tells me that we need to see that Matt Hardy can add credibility here on the stage. You're doing this on the pay-per-view or pay-per-view. So uh, you have the opportunity there to put a little bit of a spotlight. Very, very well said, John. Uh, I, I think you hit it right on the head. Um, th- you guys are already, you know, slam dunking this thing. So let's go to the next match. Um, I absolutely loved Luchasaurus's match with Wardlow. Uh, was, I thought it was great, great storytelling. Luchasaurus is very impressive. I thought Wardlow looked great. I really, really enjoyed that match. So I'm excited for this one. Of course, we're talking about MJF and Wardlow versus um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Luchasaurus. Man, I think the real winners in this one might be the fans. Uh, I'm just going to say... I'll go MJF and Wardlow. I'm rooting for the other team, but I think MJF and Wardlow win this one. I'll throw it back down to Big Sean. Uh, I'm going with uh, Jurassic Express in this case. Uh, okay. I don't think they're going to explode the MJF-Wardlow situation yet, but I think over a, an extended little period here, we're going to start to see chink after chink after chink in the armor, and we're seeing that on a weekly basis already. So what what – what I mean, Jurassic Express needs to win in the worst way too, because they've been um, they've been taking a beating lately on Dynamite as well. So what this does, you know, when Jurassic Express picks up the win, uh, is it, 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 there's got to be some kind of mistake made by MJF or Wardlow to you know get a disagreement going between them. And if that's how it goes, I, I think it's going to be uh, you know gold, to, to, for lack of a better term. I got you, man. That's good stuff. That's why you're here, Tiffany. Your thoughts on this one? Okay, so this is really crazy because, like, my thought process with it was a little bit further than um, Fighter Fest because Jurassic Express is such a fan favorite, um, and I, I'm i going with them as well because they need a win badly, I feel like, very, very badly. There just hasn't been enough, and I do believe that Wardlow is taking this pin because MJF's going to 
pissed that they're going to lose and still protects MJF because he's going around saying that he's undefeated pretty much, right? MJF, I feel, is going at all out up against Moxley, and Wardlow's going to cost him the match, and that's going to be the, the big payout between MJF and Wardlow. So, But I think this is going to be also like a start of the build of it, of uh, someone showing up, and Wardlow's going to eat this pin. So... Wow, very well said, Tiffany. That's why you're here. It's like chess. She's thinking three moves ahead. Oh, I love it. I'm going to throw it over to the very end, Mr. John Alba. Yeah, how poetic would it be if Wardlow threw in the white towel for MJF in his championship oh. match? Huh? Just, uh, oh. just, just, uh, just a thought. There. And, and it would be a, a year full circle, pretty much. Uh, so that would really be something. But... Um, I, I, I think that this is a match that Jurassic Express, certainly, we, we it's a constant theme here but credibility is really important in AEW and they, they certainly do need it I'm I'm a little concerned with my own picks here because I've picked all baby faces at this point that's not how pro wrestling works so I, I'm a little concerned and maybe maybe I did flub somewhere with uh, Santana and Ortiz but I do think Jurassic Express get the win here and I, I totally agree with what Sean said you, you start to build just so slightly just just start getting those little chinks in the armor in and there has to reach a point where MJF, this cocky know-it-all, just has to – that moment has to happen. And uh, you, you slowly chip away and chip away, and you get forced to insanity. What do we say in Seinfeld? Serenity now, insanity later. That's where we get to that point. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going with Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy, more than anything, really needs a win. And I, I think he's just incredible. I think he has the potential to be a top-tier babyface in pro wrestling at some point and get a little revenge here on MJF after that fantastic pay-per-view match they had. Wow, you guys are good. This I knew this was going to be a good panel, but you guys are killing it. I love it. Um, so I love, obviously, what Cody's been doing with the TNT title. Um, you know, I thought him winning that mid-card title was perfect, and then him, him using that platform to have guys come into the ring and fight him. Uh, it's just it, it's awesome to see these um, you know, guys that you don't see on TV week every week come in and that's really really cool i think that's what it's all about this guy is about giving back to the business also i did see on uh shameless plug but i did see on the aew shop they're selling family packs of like cody's tattoo (laughs) so i'm like maybe i'll get one this is pretty i thought that was pretty clever though um but more importantly uh let's talk about cody versus jake hager for the tnt championship a little bit of a different direction here going into this uh pay-per-view tiffany i'll throw it to you first so I'm going to go here with Cody because I'm looking at it with this match as business-wise. Like, originally, I did not want Cody to win this belt, right? This was me personally. Like, I really wanted, like, Darby to take it. Um, but, like I said, I think the whole fact of me being the queen of the indies and everything like that, it's in a different mindset. And I think that I'm so involved in the indie scene that now I kind of understand the business side more than just being a fan. So business guys here, Cody needs to hold this up for a long time to draw people in because Cody is the name here. And again, I'm loving the open challenges. I'm loving the that it's like, oh, I'll take on anybody. So I'm still waiting for part two of number one husband, Anthony Gangone versus Cody. I'm waiting for that answer. War horse, like, let's go. Like, But for, I just don't see Jake Hager winning this. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a fan as much. 
Um, and I just, I, I like, what is he going to do with the belt? Like, I just, I just don't see it. So he's not the one that uh, Cody's going to drop it to. Wow, I love what you said, and I'm a big indie guy right right over here, and I'll say this, guys, you know, our friends who are on the indie scene right now, they can't do a lot of shows, it's it's tough for them, you know, buy an 8x10, buy a t-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees, I think there's 20% off sale coming up for 4th of July weekend, I, I should be wearing my Casey Navarro shirt right now, but I wore it on the last couple, so you know, I gotta change it up, but, uh, you know, support, support our friends on the indies, you know, I was lucky enough to go to a drive-in show, which was pretty unique last weekend, so that was cool, but it, it's tough right now uh, in 2020, so, you know, support all our indie friends, and more importantly, Cody, support our indie friends as you've been doing. And maybe, you know, someone will win that TNT title. I'm going to go with Cody to retain for that reason. Let's throw it over to John Alba. So I'm not big on fantasy booking, but I'm going to give you one here because Cody is just such an old school mind when it comes to pro wrestling. And right now he's that quintessential baby face, right? So he's going against this big muscle buster in Jake Hager. What if Cody is outmatched here? And this just becomes, rather than a story of Cody trying to win, it's a story of Cody trying to survive. And Cody is able to go, is this a 30-minute match uh, time time limit? Whatever they make it, a 20-minute match, 30-minute. What if Cody's able to just survive, survive the 30 minutes to a draw against Jake Hager, who doesn't have to eat a loss, but he can't put away the quintessential babyface who just has so much fight in Cody. And that can set you up for possibilities down the line, too, to get more of a build towards that if you want to go down and do another match. It builds Cody up as this resilient babyface who will not give up. The other draw that we saw in AEW was with Cody and Darby Allen, except the roles were reversed. Cody was the heel beating down. What about him surviving here and doing everything he can to just go the distance? He would still retain the title, and I think it would add some a little luster to Jake Hager. I like it, man. You guys are good. This is interesting. Sean, your thoughts. I'll tell you what, that's an extremely solid point from John. Uh, and that's, I think that's what they're going for. Cause Cody's been defending this thing at a breakneck pace every single Wednesday, open challenge. He's faced Ricky Starks, the names they're, they're adding up and he's winning each and every week. And he's just getting by by the skin of his teeth. And, uh, this is, if you, if you look at stature of, of opponent, uh, you know, Jake Hager being a, a mixed martial artist and uh, a successful one at that, it, it, all the odds are stacked against Cody because Cody just had a hell of a match. Uh, he, he fights every single week. Uh, Hager hasn't done much of that. So, so the fresh man versus the worn down guy, survival for Cody is, is going to be where they go with this, I think, and he's going to retain. But it's going to become a story of how much can he take. Uh, and that's how it's going to come to an end. And he's going to start to question things, I think, after that. And, uh, that's when we might see uh, a little bit of a, a turn in, the, in Cody Rhodes, uh, and, maybe heading and, over to the dark side a little bit and getting away from the elite because they've been planting seeds for that. He says last week he doesn't know where he stands with them. You know, they, they could build on that. There's lots of options, but either way, I think he comes out on top. And Rob, think you're you're a pop culture guy. The Dark Knight Rises, that first fight between Batman and Bane. Batman's overpowered. He barely survives. There's a story to come back to later on after that. Just think about wow. it. Wow. Very well said, man. What, what's the line? Um, you don't die the hero. You're, you're what? You see yourself a long... I, I don't you remember. The the, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's it. That's why you're here, man, because I botched that one. But you go to the next move, man. <laughs> That's right. All right. 
Yeah, that's right. Got to keep keep the train rolling here. So let's go to what I think is going to be the main event of this show. Um, and it's, this is a perfect segue. You know, we're talking about the elite. Let's talk about Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the best friends, you know, being the number one contenders right now for the AEW World Tag Team Champion uh, Championship. Rather, uh, you know, I'm very interested to see where you guys are going to go on this one, because, you know, you know, I think we've known for a while they've been teasing this potential breakup between Hangman and Omega. And I kind of like this. um not strange bedfellows, but this dynamic that they have where he's drinking the milk and the other one's, you know, drinking the whiskey. I think it's a lot of fun. So I'm I'm very interested in this. And like I said, I think the real winners are going to be the fans in this one. I'm going to throw it to you first, Sean, who, uh, who it looks like you're drinking an Ecto Cooler. I don't think it's an Ecto Cooler, but if you are, that's awesome. Candy up. Dang. There you go. Oh, if anybody's had it, try it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think, uh, I don't think this best friends thing is over. Um, my money is uh, my money is on Page and Omega. Uh, there's a lot of win left in this, um, and I think that uh, they they can stay on top for quite a while here, while all the other stuff shakes out. Uh, you know, we've got uh, we've got the Bucks feuding with FTR at this point, leading to that eventual showdown that everybody wants to see. And I think that uh, we're going to get through all of that. And I think the, um, the 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 team that comes out on top of that eventual feud will be the ones to take the title. So. Um, this time around, it's, it's, we're not seeing a change at all, I don't think. Yeah, very well said. Sorry, my uh, all that background noise is, is Zach Ryder texting me on his community. Uh, it's like that community text thing or whatever. So I guess I'll see what Zach Ryder's up to after that. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, let's throw it over to Tiffany. Your thoughts on this one. Oh, man. So I, I'm super stoked, and I agree with you. I think this is going to be the main event. Um, and me, again, I'm a big fan of Best Friends. I love it. Trent's on the list of husbands. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, again, we're going biased again. No, but definitely, like, me personally, like, again, like, running an AEW podcast and watching everything from the beginning and stuff like that, me personally – I was not very happy about Kenny and Hangman coming together. I was not, I was like, we have enough tag teams. Kenny should be single and, and should be heel Kenny that we love. And I get it. Like he's, he's making his own new character in AEW, right? Adam Page, again, another favorite. Here he is. He was kind of like in the back, like up against, you know, with the elite. And we're getting this whole story built with him. But I actually, I had this whole argument with my friends the other day in my house. And I'm like, one of these guys needs to turn freaking heel here, right? And then they're like, Page, you know, we love Paige now, right? And I go back to the press conference, the original press conference, and we really thought we were going to get Paige and Pac here, right? Like, and this is what I wanted. And we were really sitting here talking, who's the man who takes the belt off Moxley? And I was like, you put the belt on Hangman Paige. But not now. Like, you wait a little bit longer, but he needs to turn heel and take it off Moxley. So me, again, my love for the indies and everything like that, you need to start building new stars. And... I get it. AEW is new. You have to bring people over that might not know and who you know the elite, right? Everybody knows the elite. So it made sense with SCU taking the belt. And now I just wasn't a big fan of Kenny Omega and Adam Page together. And you have all these tag team wrestlers. Okay, we're almost at a year now. Let's go. Start building your other tag teams here. So you've made best friends very strong here. It's time. I think this is the only belt that's changing on on this pay-per-view in general so let's go best friends 
That's a great point. You know, we talk about are any titles going to change? Really? I mean, you knocked that one out of the park, Tiffany. Really well said. Uh, before I, I let John Alba take us home on this one, uh, I think I, I am going to go with the best friends winning this one. It kind of adds to that momentum of Kenny Omega and Hangman being frustrated. And I think they can tell, you know, they'll hit all their spots, but I think they can tell a mat or tell a story during this match. And we see that kind of, um, you know, miscue between them. And I think that's going to be very interesting to watch play out. So, you know, thinking ahead, like Tiffany playing that chess game, thinking three moves ahead at all times, I'm going to go with the best friends to be new champs here. We're going to get some new champs during uh, part one of fighter fest. And that's how we're closing the show. John Alba, your thoughts on this one, bro. So I'm going to give some rebuttal to what Tiffany said in a second. But to answer the question on who wins this match, I like the best friends a lot, but I, I think Paige and, and Omega retain here just because there are too many legs left with FTR and the Bucks there. There's obviously the match we all want to see is FTR and the Bucks, but you were to include Hangman Page and Kenny Omega into that equation too. It, it's There's just too much on the table for you not to do that match or some combination with all of that. Now, to talk about what Tiffany said, obviously there is some sort of build here to when you get that split between Omega and Page, and she's talking about Hangman Page being the heel here and running with him as a heel. I think what we've seen with Hangman Page and the rebuilding of the Hangman Page character, even though it seems like he's the one who doesn't have the faith in Kenny Omega or the elite or anything, he is your Stone Cold Steve Austin babyface in that case. He is the lone rider. He is the guy that has the chance to, the lone ranger, if you will, he, to, to ride on his own. Kenny Omega is the one, as you said, Tiffany, he's got the credibility as that main eventer. Right. Let Kenny Omega be the one who goes heel, who betrays the young guy. Kenny Omega takes that championship eventually, and then Hangman Page down the line, after really building this momentum as a big-time babyface, conquers his former tag team partner, his former friend, as your big-time Stone Cold Steve Austin babyface and is your AEW champion down the line. And you start with all of that with whenever you eventually do this split and you keep, keep, keep building there. Just I like a, no, I like it. I, look, it would have went either way. That's how I. That's the argument that we were having. It would have yeah. went either way. It wouldn't and, have mattered. I and, just feel, you know, like I would love Hangman Page to have that title. Sure. And, and it's it's it would be just great. It would be very interesting to see him as as a heel in in AEW. And you're right. But even if it reversed the other way, but I think it's too soon. Like for like Kenny. Like again, like I said. You have the credibility, right? But we need to start building new stars here as well. So that's why I'm like, this is what me personally as a fan and like being open minded to it all is that I want, I want you to like Adam Page needs this. That, that's just how I feel. Like he right. really, really needs this here. So, but they built him, right? We came in, we thought that was going to happen and he's come a long way and the fans are huge for him. So I think even if he turned heel, I think the fans are still going to be with him, but I really, really want to see that. But think about that building of stars right oh, there. Right. So. In order to build star, you have to use a star to enhance the person that you want to lift into that position. How many times can Roman Reigns get endorsed with his arm being raised by somebody, right? So Kenny Omega has that credibility uh, as either a babyface or a heel, but we've seen what he can do as a top-level heel. It's how he built who he is today. So get 
back to that place and then use that to help launch Adam Page into the stratosphere. I, I like I like it. I like it. Like I said, either way, it wouldn't matter. I, as long as eventually we get Hangman there, okay. like, I'm for it. But I really do like that thought process. No doubt. Ah. John, you've been on point all day today. <laughs> You know, I got an Emmy right over there, Sean. If, if this were the Emmy award-winning John Alba character, he'd lift it up and he'd give it in your face. But it's okay. Hey, you can do you this. Can throw, you have something to be proud of, dude. Definitely throw it up. Come on, show the pop culture crowd this it, Emmy. It's like all the way yeah. over there. But all right, you know, all right. you know I, I want to throw out a plug here, real quick, Rob. Before Please. we wrap up here. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to work the Synergy Pro Wrestling Show on July 11th. Uh, in Hillsboro, yeah. which is a show for first responders of coronavirus. Uh, my involvement is currently up in the air due to the travel restrictions that have been put in by the state of New Jersey on people from Florida, nor can I blame them for that. But uh, even if I can't make it, it's totally something that people should go out and support. Uh, they are selling limited tickets, but you can also buy the show on Fight TV. Um, and all the, the proceeds for that are going to be going towards uh, nurses who have been in the front lines for uh, coronavirus fight. So, I can't wait for the Garden State Invitational. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it's, it's incredible. Uh, the, the the card so far, I, I just I hope there's no uh, no hiccups in the thing, and I hope they're able to run it as planned. Yeah, we 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 did a bracket review show for the GSI uh, the other day. Myself, Dave Lagreca, uh, Chris Van Vliet. Uh, it was outstanding, and if you can support them, I think it would just be awesome because it's a great cause as well. Absolutely, synergy. Yeah, and rumor has rumor has it there will be a in the future CVV versus John Alba cage match. Yeah. Um, that's the season. <laughs> now, that like, was a great. For the record, for the record, I have been in a Royal Rumble. I have been in a tag match. I've been in a singles match. But I've never been in a cage match. So if we want to do that, uh-huh. let's do it. <laughs> I would say that was a great panel. Um, you know, got to give a shout out to our friend uh, Anthony for Smart. That a lot of great guys involved. Um, so that was awesome. But guys, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time. Let's get a, a little bit more shameless promo out of the way. I'm going to throw it to Miss Tiffany. Tell us a little bit about uh, All Elite Pod. Um, you know, the Big Brother podcast and all that good stuff. Oh, okay. So everything is under the No Holds Barred Network, and I work myself to death pretty much. <laughs> But no, I run so I run the only podcast. I run under the ropes where I interview uh, independent wrestlers, promoters, refs, anything behind the scenes. It's really been an amazing, amazing experience. Uh, indie talks. I talk about all indie wrestling. Uh, Wrestle forum. I get up close and personal with everybody in the wrestling community. So I love it. So yeah, you can find me on Twitter at loves to dream. Uh, 82, or you could find me at the Nichols Bard Network or all the pod on Twitter. There's just too much out there. But yeah, that's me. I'm busy, right? The giggles, the heartbreak chick, the queen of the Indies. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tiffany. You guys are great. Please check them out. I was enjoying your guys' uh, prediction show on YouTube. Not too long ago. Big John, man. I love a little bit of all that good stuff. I appreciate all the love for the close fist that I get, we would get from you on a regular basis. Uh, you, like I said earlier, you are too kind. Uh, but as far as the show goes, uh, we have we have two weekly offerings right now until we're able to get back to action. Uh, Sunday nights, uh, Russ and myself do the weekly punch, various topics each and every week. Uh, this week we went back in the DeLorean and uh, talked about an episode of Superstars from 93. So uh, check that out. Uh, every single Wednesday night, uh, myself and Wheels, uh, we do uh, an AEW podcast. Uh, we call it Dynamite Discussion. We go on at 1040. 
Uh, make sure you check us out there. Uh, and as far as uh, wrestling commentary goes, uh, you can hear me right now on uh, my absolute favorite home promotion, Daddy F Productions, out of Buffalo, New York. Uh, some of the best independent talent in the country wrestle for them. Red Death, Daniel Garcia, Puff, Kevin Blackwood, uh, names I'm sure you've all heard of. Uh, check us out. I'm uh, the play-by-play man there. Uh, and uh, Upstate Professional Wrestling and Nickel City Wrestling out of Buffalo, New York. Just check all those out and uh, find me on Facebook. Love it, man. You guys are great. Yeah, check them out. I love watching the close fist, especially after uh, AEW on Wednesdays. It's great. Now, John Alba, rumor does have it, since you are a musician, that you are going to the Grammy before the Oscar and the Tony next. But tell us a little bit in the meantime where everyone can follow you uh, and follow the Living the Gimmick podcast. First off, I want to say those Buffalo boys are some of my favorite guys in indie wrestling, even though Puff and I don't always see eye to eye. Uh, it's okay. We, we've come to blows a couple times, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make sure. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's, that's some bad yeah. news right there. That's some bad news. Uh, but you can find me uh, at uh, John Alba, J-O-N-A-L-B-A, on Twitter. As we said, uh, the Living the Gimmick podcast dropping every single Tuesday morning for you, myself, and Doug McDonald, uh, take you in and out the world of pro wrestling. I'm also the co-host of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, uh, one of the best promotions in all of New England. And uh, Oh, yes, it's just the best. And... Then you can also uh, check me out, Spectrum Sports, laying down the law of the land, telling great stories, and doing all that fun stuff. Yeah, and really great stuff on Spectrum Sports as well, John. You had a lot of heartfelt stuff, um, thank you. a couple little messages that were really, really great, really important during this time, so I appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for a few minutes. Everyone, you know, as I always say, stay healthy, stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other, and everyone just enjoy watching Fighter Fest Wednesday on AEW. Pop a little bit of the bubbly. We're out. Peace. Soul made of stone And I will try